0: Okay. To interrupt Pastor Mayer, do you mind just to say a quick prayer for us?
1: Let us let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. <clears throat> Precious and heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace. We gathered once again on this platform as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not that we are better than any other man that's not on this platform but uh we just have a few that's been chosen to be on this platform today we pray that uh, uh the discussion that we're about to have uh, it be something that edifies the bride of jesus christ and the hearers of this message now get a hold of our tongues and our personalities uh bring the understanding that father we may speak but uh, spoken word filled words a spirit-filled words, Lord, that can be of much benefit to the hearer. We pray, dear Father, that you may quicken our understanding, uh, even in this process that we'll be speaking and also learning at the same time. We commit all things unto thee in Jesus' mighty name. In name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, and just formally uh, greetings, uh, brothers. Maybe uh, because we've got a new guest. Uh, Brother Mutasa, you may introduce yourself.
2: Um, Brother Lawrence Mutasa, from Toyando, Venda.
0: Okay, great stuff. Uh, Brother Madiba, from South Africa, Witbank.
3: Bank. Brother Keith Reed, from Linstead, Jamaica and I pastor the Spoken Word Tabernacle.
4: Okay. In the... I'm Brother Whisper Gwena, and um, I'm from London. I pastor the Spoken Word Ministries Church in London.
1: Okay. I'm Brother Tinashe Mahiri from Benoni City Tabernacle, South Africa.
0: Okay, great stuff. I think maybe let's just kick off with this scripture. I don't know whether... Does anybody, all of you, see the scripture there? Yep. Uh, Exodus, I just want to read Exodus 12, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and again all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Uh, I think this is just the scripture that I wanted us just to kick off uh, for this discussion. Maybe because previously we... We had a discussion in terms of what is the message perspective on the coronavirus. Uh, and I think the, the meeting was quite well circulated. We have had commentary. We have had questions. We have had reflections. Maybe just to recap from the previous discussion, maybe, uh, Pastor Mahere, if I could give you a chance, maybe just to recap from the previous discussion and I'll go clockwise just to bring up to speed in terms of the people that may have missed the previous meeting or if maybe maybe there is something hanging from the previous meeting because we are striving for clarity. Uh, We may not be understood all the times, but we don't want to be misunderstood for the sake of being misunderstood. We want to make sure that there is clarity in terms of what we are doing. The main purpose for these meetings It is in no way to project ourselves as better. We are simply saying from where we are, maybe the discussion that we're having here and different perspectives would add value to the members of the bride. And and I really appreciate you brothers for coming on board to make sure that you do share your perspective on our recent developments around the world. And maybe over to you. Uh, Mfundisi, uh Mahere Now, I think people are crying about the echo, but I will address the echo party. Thanks, Pastor Mahere. Uh
1: Thank you, Pastor Madiba. Um, I was going to come back to the to the issue of the of the echo. Actually, I've I've muted everybody. I think maybe we will just do the same when when we have ministers coming in. Uh, Well, um, just to have a recap, uh, the last meeting we have, we were basically looking at uh, appropriating COVID-19 in the sequence of events, uh, trying to see how COVID-19 fits in with prophecy that has already gone forth through the prophet messenger, William Marion Branham and uh i think there was quite interesting views uh the doctor uh, dr Mklabi came in and he he elaborated on us you know uh how viruses originate how they mutate from animals to to men or animal to animal then to men and and then we moved from that uh medical perspective and from the medical perspective we we then Started looking at what it could mean scripturally, and uh, is it a plague or is it just one of the common flus? We we then uh, we then concluded looking at what the prophet speaks uh, when it comes to a plague. After there was a consensus that uh, it does not seem to be a natural occurrence; it it, it seems to be. Uh, the fulfillment of part of the scripture, which uh, of the prophecy, which says uh, there's going to be gem orfe, uh, but we're now trying to look at if there is a plague like that. How is the church immune from from such a thing? So that's that's where we ended basically, where we're looking at the the immunity of the church. Uh, of course here and there we looked at characters, uh, world leaders we looked at Trump, we looked at uh, Putin uh, their role in terms of uh, uh, you know fulfilling scripture or do they have any significance uh, to, to the sequence of events unfolding and the fulfillment of, 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 of scriptures So I think it would do a lot of great uh, good for somebody that's joining us for the first time to go back to our previous uh, discussion so that uh, they can be you know, in tune of what we are going to talk, because it will be very difficult to go into detail of what we have already discussed. Thank you. Pastor Madiba, you're mute. Oh. Okay, Pastor Mtasa.
2: This is basically a review, not attending to the questions. Is that right, Pastor Majiba? Yeah, well, I'm not hearing you.
0: Okay, it, it is just a recap from the previous session.
2: All right, yeah. Basically, um, maybe to bring the same sentiments that Pastor Madiba brought at the beginning, that uh, it's not like we are trying to project ourselves. And uh, in the course of the discussion, we're not undermining the work that's been done in local assemblies, how God has been preparing his bride throughout the globe. We believe in the fivefold ministry, and we believe that God has been speaking through his servants, to his children. And then what we had, if I should summarize, it was an awakening call to the message community that we can have the correct interpretation of events. Just like the three wise men were able to be led by the star, which was a sign in their time. We, by the grace of God, through the message of Malachi 4, are trying to look at these modern events and see how they apply in our lives, how they relate to our experience as believers, as individuals, to see how we can position them in order of the preparation that we all are in, the preparation for the rapture. So we looked at how this is lamp trimming time, how God is preparing his church Um, You know, amidst all this turmoil and uh, when there are so many voices, the bride is in this hideaway where she is hearing direct from God and uh, seeing how the events are unfolding. So in a nutshell, as I will leave time to the next minister, it's basically an awakening call to bring to perspective the things that are surrounding the bride currently. Thank you.
4: Okay.
0: Great stuff, Pastor Gwena.
4: Yes, God bless you, sir. Um, um, I think most of it has now been summed up by the brothers that have already spoken. Um, but I just want to agree with the fact that, um, you know, being on this platform is, is not in any way trying to say that um, we're we better in, in any way or we, uh, you know, probably the ones that know something in a better way. It's just maybe a platform for people to share different perspectives. Given the fact that we are all in a lockdown, most of the world is in a lockdown. So I think it's just a platform to share, you know, the different perspectives as, as the ministers of the gospel are looking at it. Um, quite informative it was to me. I learned quite a lot, you know, just looking at the different perspectives that other ministers do bring. Uh, But to me, I think the highlight was when we got to the end of the meeting in terms of how do we actually, as ministers, prepare the bride for for this time that we are in. Uh, How do we actually get the church immune? And probably that is what has led to where we are today and taking the discussion forward. God bless you, sir. God bless you, Pastor Gwena.
0: Uh, maybe just to welcome brother over Dioka. I see he's online, but I'm not sure whether he's hearing us. It seems like he's struggling to hear us. I don't know. Let me see. Can you... Okay, fine. I think while I'm trying to get him on board in terms of his audio capability, uh, Pastor Keith... I think you have had a link and you have managed to review what was discussed, but maybe in your space, what has been your take on this coronavirus uh, in your space? And uh, the reason I say maybe you have had a link is not to make the, the views that were discussed prescriptive to you, but what has been your reflection in your space?
3: Um, you know, I've looked at this really um in our lifetime. This is something that we have really never seen before. And there's some lessons that we have in all of this, really. One, how connected the world is that something can start in the east and how quickly it spread to the west and cover. The entire earth. There's a lot of things that we need to do in the natural and um, ensuring leadership at this time to our congregants and also to the communities in which we operate. That as churches we ought to lead by example. There is a lot of instance where brothers are putting it out that you know as churches. We should not obey governments or guidelines or things like that really, but I think that we need to lead by example, and that is in the natural, but we also need to take a spiritual application of what we're seeing happening around us really, because um, I think whether we call it a plague or the plague, I, I don't think... It's the last that we're going to see, but this is almost like a signpost, something waking the bride to say hey, the things that we are expecting, they're coming into view, and we ought to get ourselves ready. You know, so spiritually, I mean, I think that we should take that mark to the church that let us realize that this is not business as usual. But I think God is waking us all up to let us realize that, you know, the things that we've been preaching, the things that we're expecting, they are now coming into preview. This might be a preview of something that is greater. And how we view this or we react to it will say how prepared we are as a people for other things that are coming onto us, really. And, um, I I really appreciate the fact or the brother and look at this thing really, that it is not the end. Let us not say that this is the plague of all plague, but this is preparation for us to get ready for something that is greater, that is going to be within the sphere because it's going to affect the entire earth.
0: thank you so much brother Keith uh, much appreciated your input I don't know brother Obet, uh, can you hear us now
5: yes yes I can I can hear
0: Very great st- great stuff what we wanted just to find out in your space what has been your take on the coronavirus uh, in your space your thoughts Um, I just want to
5: greet all the ministers I'm sure you can listen to me
0: we can hear you we can hear
5: you I just I just want to greet all the ministers and uh, thank you for uh, making me part of of this and uh, may God bless you for uh, bringing us together so that we can uh talk about this issue that it's being um interpreted in many many different ways i spoke to um, other ministers as well believers um there were so many questions out there that i believe as ministers we need to address it in a proper way and be balanced with uh, the word of god as Brother Keith just said, it. Um, it's not the last one. We've seen plagues before, uh, and it's not the last one. I don't know, but uh, it looks like this is probably the beginning of other things that we'll see in a, in a few days, or in a uh, year or month. Uh, <clears throat> but as I've been looking into this. Uh, virus um I, I don't know if you are actually aware of uh, brother um coolman you know coolman Dore who passed away uh last week due to the virus and uh i was just talking to another minister in the u.s who actually told me this and he was just telling me that there was actually a debate going on around uh in the area there where the sister passed away uh saying that well you know she's a believer how can she die out of the disease or the virus and as we were talking uh he said something uh that i didn't really think about it before um he said that you know uh john was decapitated you know and the prophet says that when god is finished with you he can take you in many different ways so um, the way i'm looking at it as we're speaking is something that has to wake us up as believers to realize that um, this virus that came up the prophet already told us that you will come you know he says that men have gone into god's laboratory they doing things that we've never imagined that they yeah, they can do. So, um, as believers, I will maybe say the same thing Brother Q said. Uh, it's just a wake-up call. We need to be aware of what the prophet told us it will happen. Uh, as we are at home, I was actually just uh, giving an exhortation at home here on uh, uh, the book of Daniel. Uh, when Daniel was in Babylon uh, sixty years later, he realized that uh, the situation was getting worse. God inspired him to go back into the Word of God. He opened the book of uh, Jeremiah, he started to read, he realized that Jeremiah already said things that will come and he started to look into it he studied it, he studied it for i don 't know how long. then, by studying it, he went straight in prayer caused him, looking at the situation, looking at the word of God, he realized that time is up. We need to do something about this. Well, actually, it was the beginning of another series of events that came up. They have to leave Babylon and so on. So if you look at his prayer, he started to repent of his sin, repent of the sins of those that were before him, the mistake that was done in Israel, how they rejected the prophet and so on. So he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. And uh, toward the end of his prayer, Gabriel comes down and he starts to reveal to him what will come, you know, the next step of uh, the situation up to the time of the Messiah. So uh, the present situation helped him to look deeper into the Word of God, and prepare himself and those that were around him. And if you look it up, then you see the the, the uh, Nehemiah, uh, uh, Haggai, and all these uh, all these people came up after him. Actually, they were fulfilling the Word of God that Jeremiah already wrote. So, to me, I understand that is something just to um, uh, exhort ourselves, the believers, that this, you know, direction we have, we, we, we're going into, we need to look into ourselves. Where am I? Where is my life at? Because it's starting to bring us into the, the I, I would say, the last, you know, of event of the rapture. You know, that's the, that's in my humble, uh, uh understanding.
0: <laughs> oh great stuff. Pastor George w- welcome.
6: Uh,
0: okay, I'm trying to unmute Pastor George. Uh unmute Brother Mayer, are you able to unmute him that side? I'm trying to unmute Pastor George. We just want to unmute you. I don't know whether you can hear us.
1: Um okay. You must be on mute now. Oh yeah, it's
0: on mute. No, 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 no. He's still muted based on what I, I see okay. on my screen. Oh, there I don't know. I think we are trying to mute him and mute him. He maybe let's give <laughs> Pastor George, can you unmute on your side? We cannot hear you.
6: I hello. Are you oh,
0: there? We are here. God bless you. Say how are you?
6: Yeah, good. God bless you. God bless you, all brothers, brethren.
0: Amen. Okay, as an as an elder brother, George, mm. we can speak about to the coronavirus in terms of what it means to the outside world. What does the coronavirus mean to the bride in the context of the rapture uh, preparation? Is God saying something directed to the bride?
6: Uh, I, I honestly, concerned. I honestly think that you know. As Brother Branham preaching and you know when Brother Branham in his chronological approach to scriptures and his chronological approach to his ministry and I believe it is also a part of our ministry, you would find that you know Brother Branham would look at events in his his environment, he would look at events that relates to his own ministry like for example he preached things like what is the attraction on this mountain, events made clear by prophecy, Um, says what what time is this, and things like that. These are are messages that Brother Branham was literally looking at, um, his very own life, his own ministry, what God has been doing in his ministry. And he made it a gospel. He made it the word of the Lord for us. That explains that, whatever that is happening around us, it have purpose, you know, God's divine will is behind it, be it the perfect will or be the permissive will. Um, The thing about it is that, yes, we know that we are in the perfect will of God that are subjected to the permissive will that will fulfill the perfect plan that will bring it back to its original standard. Again, now, we, we, by saying that, I would like to say this, that you know the subject of the coronavirus is another thing that, you know we, sh- we should be mindful of because what happens is that there's nothing that could be happening outside in the world system, in the world order, that is not significant to us as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that as ministers we all need to be focused on these things, like for example, I am, I am looking at, just some time ago, I've been preaching on, um, on something that um, COVID-19 and its genetic mutation, right? As I told you all on this Sunday, some time ago. And um, <clears throat> I was looking at the, the mutation of the animal kingdom that is connected inside now of the human race. The last message that I've preached on I was looking at something where, you know, um, if you would look at the, the Lord spoke in the book of Genesis, the day you eat thereof, that day you will surely die. One day is as a thousand years. So the Lord is saying, now man, if man will eat thereof, that day he will die. So a days as a thousand years. So you would find that Enoch had a son whose name is Methuselah and he lived 969 years, which is the longest that a man ever lived. So therefore he lived less than one day. Then because of sin, watch what happens. The mutation that is taking taken place in the human body or the human life brought it down to Genesis chapter 6 that gives us no longer one complete day in that sense because we're still not going to fulfill a day look at what it did because of genetic mutation and the and the intermingling of the seed because the bible in the book of daniel say he will mingle a seed with the seed of man just in case we don't understand where i'm going to i'll i'll up say it like this is that how could could it be that an animal virus could affect people who are are human beings. How could an animal virus affect people who are human beings? Now, the thing about it is that from 2003, it is when this respiratory-type virus is attacking human bodies. Things like Ebola, um, H1N1, the swine flu, birds' flu, Everything that relates to animal is affecting the human person. The question is why? Why after the second millennium is this affecting human body? It never did it before. It could not have done it before. Why? Because Brother Branham spoke about the bloodline getting weaker and weaker and weaker all the time in conduct, order and doctrine. He said the bloodline is getting weaker. So this is as a consequence of that the bloodline of the human family is becoming weaker and weaker and when as it becomes weaker, it links us closer into the animal kingdom. You notice when Brother Branham saw the fall in the Garden of Eden, Brother Branham saw that that fall bring us into the kingdom of mammals. So we join warm-blooded creatures under the second covenant by the sex act. Under the sex act Law. You will have the intermingling of the seed. Now the serpent was cursed to the dust of the ground, but remember, his genetic makeup is in reflection in Cain. He is cursed, but Cain is the is the reproduction of the serpent. He was not cursed, but he was sent into the land of Nod. When he goes into the land of Nod, he goes into a relationship with his own sister, brother, but I'm saying. So it is a second repeat of the same thing. The serpent lived with Eve. Now the serpent and his son live with Eve's daughter. And that is given, you know, like from the female side in the human family, then in Genesis chapter 6, again, the male side of the human family going to live with the daughters of men who, Brother Abraham says, the daughters of Cain. So what you are having now is the gene the sequence of the dna of the human family had been so miserably interfered or tampered with until now the lord say that the days of man will be 120 years so from methuselah era inside of that 2000 year period from methuselah period like adam's period adam lived 930 years methuselah you talking about lamech he lived 777 years and men like these, they live very long. But now, from Genesis chapter 6, Brother Branham said, a generation will be as 120 years. Then in the book of Psalms chapter 90, the Bible say that a man now would live 70 years, and for the for, for sake of his strength, he, he may reach as far as 80. So look where it condensed to. It condensed now to a man would live up to 80 years. All right? From from infancy, he will go through the sequence of his seven stages of life, and then he will die. Then watch something: warm-blooded creatures, right? It brings it down to this end time. Brother Branham goes into a prayer line, and Brother Branham was so shocked when he saw a twenty-five-year-old girl comes up into the prayer line, and he saw that she was experiencing menopause. In that menopause, Brother Branham began to talk about his wife way back in those days. In his wife's days, they would reach the middle age at 35, 40. He said in his mother's days, it would be like 40 and 50, 45, 50 years, right? What Brother Branham is seeing in 1950, 57, Brother Branham is seeing that now middle age has become about 20 to 24. Five years. So if you take 20 to 25 years, you in middle, middle age then how long are we living? We are not living too much more than 50 years. When you go to 50 years now, you know what you are seeing? You have seen the human family have, have mutated down to a time in their life where they are living just like warm-blooded animals. If you check warm-blooded animals they don't live more than more than 50 60 years ago so now we have come to that right Mm. now that we have come to that what we are seeing is that we are literally living in bodies of flesh that is just like animals no this is why when the devil comes in like a flood isaiah 59 when the devil comes in like a flood the lord will raise up a standard against him what is the flood that the devil raised against the human family is that we have mutated to a place where now our bodies have become like animal bodies, and now even our bodies are affected with animal virus. It was not so big before because the and bloodline, then, the bloodline has just, become.
0: Maybe just to uh, interrupt your thought process, Pastor judge in terms of the interruption that this virus has caused on a global scale. Uh, virtually every airline is down. Most, busy- Almost four, more than four billion people have been quarantined, have been sent, told to stay at home. This interruption caused by this virus that you allude is because of genetic mu- mutation. Yeah, what, is, does, that, what does that, this mean for the bright?
6: Yeah, I'm coming to that. Um, So, so what the question is, what does that mean to the bride? The scripture that I'm quoting now, the scripture that I'm quoting now, I just quoted Isaiah chapter 59. Mm -hmm. I believe it was 19 where it said, when the devil, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. Here we are in a body where the blood, the bloodstream had been weakened to the extent that now our bodies had become so deteriorated that animals' blood is affecting human bodies. So now that the now, now that the enemy comes in like a flood in a corporal body that we are living in right now, the standard that God raised up against that is simply this: a change of our human body back to its original standard, which is the rapture. First Thessalonians chapter four. The Lord Himself, and the thing about it is this the Lord has already descended with a shout the rapture is in three stages shout the prophet ministry voice is what we are about here right now and the trump of god broken systems page to the tree but a branch that comes in twofold the first fold is we is well, we are translated from here and then the the message goes to the jews the trumpet goes to the jews so the thing about it is this is that this is what it means to the bride of christ is that our bodies has reached to a place here right now that anything more than this now you cannot look east you cannot look west you cannot look north you cannot look south where you have to look you have to lift up your head because your redemption is drawing nigh because everything all tables are full of vomit even the, the tables the fleshly tables that we live in is full of vomit so now what god will do is raise up a standard against this whole situation and what it is is bring us back to our original bodies again that adam had before the fall great stuff great stuff
0: now t- tell me uh, pastor my hair last time when we spoke and i guess we what Pastor George is saying in terms of what it means for the bride. Last time we spoke about something very, very sensitive and when we touched on the element of immunity because somewhat there seem to be two schools of thought on this matter. One school says you apply the token, that token immunizes you to the coronavirus, which I mean, to a certain extent, we agree it's a plague. Now, another school of thought says it doesn't matter. If you are a believer, you may be affected by the corona. If you die, you're still going to be part of the rapture. Do you mind maybe to clarify this very sensitive area? And I guess. These are some of the questions that are coming from believers on the question of immunity. They're having questions, if if I'm affected by the corona, or infected by the corona, does it mean I've got the Holy Ghost? Does it mean I don't have the Holy Ghost? What does it mean? Because as much as there seems to be a stigma on the natural, it seems like there is a stigma on the spiritual. So, Do you mind to come? And I I think this one will go for every minister that is here. We want to understand, does the Holy Ghost immunize you from the corona? Can you be full of the Holy Ghost and be affected by the corona? Before I move to the other thing, and this is within the context where if you remember how I raised the topic today, where Brother Bram says, we hardly have enough faith for divine healing how are we going to have faith for the rapture?ing Faith over to you, Mahere. While other ministers are digesting this, and then I'm going to take their input as well. Very critical point.
1: Okay, thank you, thank you, Pastor Madiba. Um, I, I, i You see, if you see me lifting up my eyes, I'm. I'm watching YouTube uh, at the same time and I've, I've seen this question has actually been raised on youtube also uh, where somebody is saying if 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 corona if covid19 is a plague why is it affecting the world and the bride together i think this this ties into to the to the two schools of thoughts uh, where somebody is 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 talking about the immunity uh of maybe I'm, I'm, I'm immunized even in my flesh i'm immunized even in my soul so there is no plague that's supposed to touch me okay i'll try to bring a balance to that taking from where we were speaking from um, last time i spoke uh, i said it is possible for somebody that is a believer to actually be affected by uh, by this sickness uh because we are living in this mystery babylon as as we are as a person you are you are a three-dimensional person you've got your body which is the flesh which is babylon you've got your spirit which is the make believe and then you've got the soul which is a gene from God so uh even even from from, from genetic mutation that we've just had our bodies have have mutated so much, and they have become like animal bodies. That we we are so weak. We we are living in a world where, even whether you're a believer or not, Brother Branham talks about uh, these young girls' bodies are starting to change at a very early ch- age. He also talks about, uh, you know, uh, women starting to be masculine. They they've got a, a bigger upper body and a smaller a lower body, and men starting to look feminine because of these genetically modified foods but i I don't want to talk from a scientific point of view i want to bring a scriptural understanding uh when 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 things like uh, covid 19 takes place when a plague takes place in the bible uh, who is it addressing because we've got we've got we've got the plagues of revelation uh, Revelation 15, 16, uh, the outpouring of the, of the vials, uh, which is during the tribulation time, the bride is not going to be there. And Brother Branham tells us that uh, uh, those are going to be very serious. And that's why, that's why I see all the ministers can agree and say, this cannot be the final thing. This is definitely warning before judgment. Now, if this is warning before judgment, then God is not speaking to the beast. God is not speaking to, uh, to, to the men of sin. No, God is talking to, to, to the bride right now. And uh, uh, if you read the Bible in, 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 in Numbers 30, 31, uh, verses 16, the Bible says, Behold, these caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Paul, and there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. So we find that uh, the children of Israel, they've come into union with with Paul, uh, who was taking counsel from, from, from Balaam. Now, that caused the children of Israel to trespass against the Lord. And then the Lord brings a plague to the children of, of, of the Lord, to the congregation of Israel. And then he gives a remedy that they should separate themselves. They should cleanse themselves so that the plague can be stayed. So here is a direct scripture that shows that when a plague is coming, God is addressing the children, his children, not the world. The world will never hear God. That's why you find in Revelation chapter 16, it says, even when the seven plagues were poured on the face of the earth, all those that worshipped the beast repented not. Just like this time of quarantine, this is a time that I thought the world maybe would reflect on their ways. But homosexuality is going on, we've got more crime. Just now, we, we were talking about over 87,000 cases of domestic violence in South Africa. So, we see, we look, crime is not being stopped because there is a plague out there. So, there's that awakening, whatever has to be awakened right now. It's got nothing to do with the world. It's got everything to do with the bride to look up because redemption draweth nigh. The scripture also says in the book of Joshua, it then continues in Joshua 22, it then continues what what had happened at Paul. And Joshua is saying, is the iniquity of Paul too little for us from which we, we are not cleansed until this day? although there was a plague in the congregation of the Lord. So there is, there is a sign now. We are seeing that people are lacking realization why the plague came in the first place. So Joshua is saying, was it not enough that we had a plague? Are we not supposed to turn from our ways? He says, but that ye must turn away this day from following the Lord, and it will be seen ye rebel today against the Lord that tomorrow he will be wrought with the whole congregation of Israel again. So he's saying, was the plague not an enough warning for you to repent from from, from your ways? Now I want to bring again this scripture. In in 2 Chronicles, this is the scripture that the whole world is, is quoting. And I see Pentecostals are quoting this scripture also. I see message believers are quoting the same scripture also. But... But I believe the language of the bride is different from the language of Pentecostals and, and the nominal world. Even unbelievers are bringing up 2 Chronicles 7. And 2 Chronicles 7 says, if I shut up the heaven, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devolve the land. Or if I send a pestilence among my people. If my people now. So who is, causing, who is shutting the rain? Who is, who is commanding the locusts? Who is, who is sending the pestilence? Who is sending disease? It's God. God will use the mechanism of the very man that is biting from the tree of knowledge to fulfill his word, just like they did in the days of Noah, that atomic bomb that caused the rain. So God is using the same concept because his patterns never change. So we find God is doing the same thing today That is saying, if I do this, if I do this, why is he doing that? He says, now, if my people which are called by my name, this is for the people that are called by God's name. This has nothing to do with people that are not called by God's name. If my people shall humble themselves, in other words, they are no longer humble. We are having eight messengers in our midst. We are having Elohims in our midst. We are having men that feel that they have made it. They are better than everybody. the Spirit of brotherhood has been broken in the bride. If they can humble themselves, if they can pray. Now, we, when we talk about prayer, our understanding of prayer is different from a denominational or a Catholic understanding of prayer, which is just talking to God. But Brother Branham came to restore fellowship between men and God. If we can go back to that fellowship, that original fellowship, and seek My face and turn from their wicked ways. So a plague is for the cleansing of the people that are called by his name. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And I I, I don't believe the healing of the land is maybe the staying of the plague for the whole world, for life to continue on like that. It is the healing of this land that we are living in because the seventh seal brings him back to this earth. I will heal their land. But Brother Branham says, what we need today is not divine healing of the flesh. Okay, we'll come to that again, because that's where the the discussion is going.
0: I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. Pastor Gwena, the the issue of uh, immunity, Yes, sir. It it was quite a slippery road when last time we explored this area. Yeah. The scripture says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now, people have taken that scripture. They have tried to apply it onto the coronavirus. If you are full of the Holy Ghost, are you immunized from the coronavirus? What does it mean if you are infected of the coronavirus? Does it mean you don't have the Holy Ghost? Uh, Your thoughts, it's a very sensitive area of our discussion. And I would want to pick your brain as well, Pastor George, while you are digesting it and for everybody else. The next one will be Brother Keith.
4: Yes, sir. Um, I think this is where we ended the discussion last time yeah um, when when i read the quote and i think this is the quote that a lot of the believers will be coming from mm. you know which is um the quote that we read last time where brother Branham talks about this gem warfare and he says it was forbidden to touch anyone that had the seal of god on him. so i i said last time that when a believer looks at this quotation Um, It is something that can kind of like give them the impression that once a believer has got the Holy Ghost, they are immune from such things. But that's why we were saying last time that we, we really need as ministers to balance this. Uh, because we, we can end up running a, a, at a tangent here and end up believing that once you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you cannot get the coronavirus. And this is where, you know, questions like this are now starting to come in. Does it mean that if somebody, you know, um, gets the corona, does it mean they did not have the, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I had a very interesting comment from somebody and say, who said that, um, is now covid 19 the urine to me for the baptism of the holy ghost <laughs> is it now the test to prove whether someone has got the holy ghost or does not have the holy ghost it can never become the urine to me the word remains the urim to me yeah so um taking it from where we were last time you know my, my firm belief on this is a believer can have can be infected by the coronavirus. And, and that does not mean that they did not have the Holy Ghost. Again, when you go back to the quotation where Brother Branham talks about this, where people are taking it from, like we saw last time, you know, he, he then does not stop there. He goes further to tell us how the church is actually immunized against this. It's that the Holy Ghost comes in the believer. When the Holy Ghost comes in the believer, what's the work of the Holy Ghost? The Bible says that when he shall come, he will lead you into all truth. Christ, when he went to face the enemy, yeah? In, in, in Matthew 3, he receives the Holy Ghost. In Matthew 4, he goes into trials. But when he steps into trials, he doesn't fall back onto the Holy Ghost that he received as a dove in Matthew 3. What does he use to fight the devil? It is written. It is written. It is written. So he he showed us by what method we actually resist the coronavirus. It's not that when you receive the Holy Ghost, You have now received an immediate inoculation from there. But what it shows us is when you receive the Holy Ghost, he teaches you the word. He leads you into the word. And that's where we as ministers also then come in, that we got to teach the church how to now appropriate faith that can resist this thing in this. Because when you have the right level of faith, then it doesn't matter what comes your way. It is the faith that gives the immunity, and that faith cometh by hearing the word. So to me, whether someone has the Holy Ghost or does not have the Holy Ghost, let's take it a step further and get to understand what the prophet was saying in that quotation, because further down the line, he tells us of what type of a church we ought to be. One that has got no fear, one that has got no doubt. That's the level where someone does not, have, does not get this coronavirus. Where there is no fear, where there is no doubt, where one is living according to the word.
0: Hmm. Hmm. W- wonderful, wonderful. Pastor, maybe if I come to Pastor Key, Pastor
2: Mutasa? Oh, <clears throat> praise the Lord. Yeah. It's a. Uh tricky question but uh we were glad that the answers were given before the question came that we can go back to malachi 4 and uh, observe how he spoke about this now maybe before i come to my submission i would, I would like to first define you know what the bride is and who the bride is. And I'd like to also define what
4: immunity
2: could be. Because many times you find the people that are running with certain you know, versions of events, they are basing it on a wrong definition. Now, number one, the bride, I'm sure we're not talking about a person who is under a message pastor, in a message church. When you talk about the bride, we, we, we're not talking about a sister that has observed the religious rites of, you know, the message, wearing long dress, being natural, and all these things. But the bride is actually, you know, a special class of people that can only be defined by the life that is inside of them, not what the world sees what God has done in the life of that person. Rabbam says, religion is what you do for God and salvation is what God has done for you. So now coming to that, we need to now know what immunity is because some of the questions as I'm attending to this one and what we had, you find people normally say they are immune and yet the immunity is connected to the observance Of government policies that you don't have to go out, and then they feel they're immune, and then some they connected to sanitary measures to observe that I must be healthy, which is very good. It's good to be clean and smart, but our immunity is not connected to keeping those things or the carefulness that a person has. You know, when you are dealing with people that are affected by COVID, but it comes back to a person who is actually connected to what Brother Branham has spoken. Immunity is actually connected to the instruction given by prophetic insight. Now, coming to this, uh, you you begin to check from the beginning. Everybody went back to Genesis, Brother George, uh, Rev T. There's something that we need to note that the rights given to the serpent cannot be changed as long as we are still here on earth. We know Genesis 1 26 is the spiritual man, Genesis 2.7 is the physical man. And we know God breathed Genesis 1.26 into Genesis 2 7, and man became a living soul. But when you hear the punishment, the punishment you know, of the serpent. You was told, dust shall be your meat all the days of your life. Now, when you talk about dust, you're talking about this man who's made out of dust. To say, the devil has been given access not only to the world, but everything that is made out of the world. I'm talking about 16 elements now. That's why you find when Christ came, he himself being Elohim, Satan told him that the world has been given to me. To a point that Christ could not trust the body that God had given him to manifest himself on earth. To a point that the body was telling him this burden is too much. You know, let this cup pass you by. But Christ turned around and he said, no, 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 no! not my will, but thine will, oh Lord. Showing you that this body cannot repent and cannot be converted. Now, I'm trying to bring the element of the connection that the devil has, the access that God gave him to this dust. You know, the real me is not this body. It is the one inside. Now, immunity, immunity flows from the word. It flows from the revealed truth of our day. Now, when it is in a man, it is able to influence the outer man. That the outer man can be in subjection to the word of God. Now, I'm showing now to say, if a person is still in this body, they are not immune to anything that this life can bring. I'm sure Christ did rejects. Brother Branham is the same. But what takes place or what brings a difference is the ability to react when that thing is in you. Now, it brings the difference between the bride and the so-called bride. The reaction after to say, I caught a cold, I caught a flu, I'm affected by whatever sickness is there, whether it is a plague, whether it's not a plague, but the response mechanism now to say, fine, you've been given access to the dust. You've been given access in my life. But I also got rights. Then I display the token. I display the title deed. Then I push the enemy back. So I'm trying to bring back to say, when the ministers are saying uh, a person can be vulnerable to some of these things, they are not saying a person can be overpowered by those things. They, that's a thin line there. When, when, when they're saying a person can contract it, we're not saying a person can be defeated by it. But by the virtue of the laws that we are living under, the law of the flesh, the law of sin, there are certain things that we can never be able to avoid. But our reaction is what differentiates us from the world. So uh, I I would want to rest it there so that I don't go uh, beyond what is being asked.
0: Great stuff, Brother
2: Keith.
3: Yes, I think that Brother George has really put us on the right rim when he shows how um, the breaking down of our bodies by mutation, really, and the shortening of our day. Then, you know, um, I certainly agree with Brother Gueno, you know, how people look at a particular scripture and simply say, well, if you catch this virus, it means that you have not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Really, I mean, as Brother just put it, really, in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that man is eternal. But that Genesis 2, 7 man, after the fall, is subject to the law of sin. And If if we could say that because he has the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he cannot contact COVID-19, it would also go to say that he cannot have sugar diabetes. He's not affected by hypertension. All these things reign in our body because of the fall. Yet we've got to understand who we are, Because that Genesis 1, 26 and 27 man, that is a man that is eternal. This body is subject to the earth and it will go to the dust of the ground. This is a man that really is, days are limited really. It's like if you see here tree dying, it's a reflection that there's another tree that has eternal life. And so let us not look at this physical man is subjected to anything, any germ that is around him. Yet we are being moved to a point, let us not forget that, that we are getting from being fundamentalist to supernatural, to the supernatural, really. And as you know, our prophet says in that message, Why Christ Speak, he says, uh, and I think in an intellectual conception of what they think the word is, uh,
0: Brother Keith, you pressed your mute by mistake. Oh my God, uh, like to... Brother Keith, are you you are back? Yes, I'm back with you. Right. Yes, yes,
3: yes. And he said, never can have a full fundamental stand until he met the light that brings that word to reality. And so we're moving from a point where we're taking the word naturally, intellectually into the supernatural realm. And it's the measure of our faith that we take, that we will come to that stage where our bodies are controlled by our faith because doubt is totally subdued. So let's not think that we're going to be at the same stage every day of our lives. But we cannot say that because I have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to be immune from anything In that Genesis 2-7 man. No. Anything that is there. It can catch you. But yet we've got a faith. That can stand upon the word of God. And take the promise of God. Into our lives. And make that live in our body. Listen. It's not because. Of our man that is eternal. Why we need to have faith for our healing. Because he's not sick. It's this one that we pinch. He becomes sick. He becomes subject to everything of this world, really. That is why we labor in prayer, you know, to protect this man, really. That is why we observe laws that are given, you know, to keep this body clean from germ and all of that, really. But we are moving to a stage, and as Brother George says, it is preparing us to move beyond this into rapturing condition. Because we've got to come to a point that though we observe this and we know that we're not immune naturally from this COVID-19, but yet we are going to a point, point. this is a sign to tell us that we are going to a point where this will have no effect on us really because we're walking towards a change of the body. Now, I, I take the start really as in the message, Why Christ Speak Again, Brother Branham said, paragraph 45, he said, and I think no church in its practice No matter how intellectual and often and fundamental it might be, that church cannot strive until the supernatural is made known among the people, and they see it. He said something that can we can talk to and that can talk back to us that vindicates is written word. We're moving from that position of. Of the natural into the supernatural, really. And what it is is our faith moving from foundation faith into rapturing faith. We've got to take that position that every redemptive promise is for us. We believe them, we stand upon them, and we walk into them really. That we says we're not immune. No. All this. We are subjected to but we are going to a point where that genesis 1 26 and 27 man is going to be the man that reigns supreme and sickness no pain nothing will have any more effect on us really that's where we are going to are we Great. there yet we are going in that direction
0: <laughs> Loure, loud and clear, say. uh i get i get i get to the core of your message let us not lose our duality to this one part is eternal and one part is time bound pastor george uh, my screen rearranged here pastor george on your on your side what should be a key take out message for the members of the bride during this quarantine time
6: well i would first i would first say that you know the divine the divine intervention begins with the fivefold ministry um it is something that really um nobody really was really expecting it to be like this in fact it's our first time experience for a lot of people in the world and also in the churches right mm-hmm. i mean about three months ago, there would be absolutely no one, including ourselves, would have expected that um, that we will be literally quarantined at our homes and cannot be able to have our local services, etc. like we are accustomed to doing it. And um, we would have never thought about something like that. But to the bride, it is not a surprise because we know that the devil always comes in like a flood. And however he comes in, I personally believe that this is a personal attack that is happening with this coronavirus business. I believe that this is a personal attack of Lucifer against the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not really the people in the world system, but it's a personal attack against the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll explain what I mean by that. What I mean by that is simply this. First of all, I would say that as the fivefold ministry, remember what we are there for, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. We ought not to be carried away by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby he lies in wait to deceive, and all the other things that goes with it. What I'm saying is this is that we are the ones who holds the key to this door. The bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our government does not hold the key. They think that we are not essential services because we are the church. But this is not the capabilities of a government by quarantine quarantine cannot solve this problem who could solve this problem is only the bride because why this is a personal attack of lucifer against the bride and i'll tell you why because this is the time for the change of our bodies the bible say though there's nobody could change that absolutely nobody could change the fact the scripture is right there will be a bride where mortality will be changed into immortality terrestrial will be changed into celestial there will be a people on the earth where their bodies will be changed this attack that has taken place is trying to prevent that from coming to pass because if this would sweep out the entire community of the human family or the human race let us go say family but let's say human race of which we are a part of satan would achieve the success of not allowing the word to come to pass where there would be people on earth who will experience our body change so he's trying to wipe out flesh He's trying to wipe out flesh to see that that don't come to pass. So, the essential service to deal with that, when the Bible says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I keep quoting that scripture, Isaiah 59, the Lord will raise up a standard against it. So, here we are. You know what Lucifer is doing? He is sacrificing his very own nubs to win the king. He's playing draft. He's playing draft. What is happening? is if you know draft game, you know, you, here's the opposing side and you are on this side and you will sacrifice five of your knobs just to get a king. Mm. And he is sacrificing his very own people who worship him, the people of the world system, just to get at this king through his bride because the battle is between him and the Lord, but we get caught up in it. What Abraham say? Right, So now we have to know what we are about in in relation to the question that you asked concerning um, if if we are um, immune by the baptism of the Holy Ghost against this virus. I will just give you a slight testimony after I say what I have to say. I'll tell you this, that the first coming of the Lord Jesus, he dealt with our soul. He brought salvation to our souls. So our souls are saved, contrary to the condition of your body. The second coming of the Lord, Brother Branham said in the Adoption Message, page 90, he said, this is the age of the adoption, the adoption of our bodies. So the first con- coming of the Lord, he dealt with our soul and brought salvation to our soul. The second coming of the Lord, he brings salvation to our bodies. Right? that gives you as brother Mothasa um Mutassa was quoting and the other brothers were quoting Genesis 1:26 to 28 Genesis 2 7 the first man Adam was placed into a body of flesh of five senses he becomes a, a living soul with a combination of theophany and flesh he becomes a living soul so the thing about it is this is that our soul problem had been solved 2,000 years ago, but our body problem existed for 2,000 years. Because if if that was solved, then we would not age. Age Aging process is a sign of decomposition. And a decomposing body, right, it always suffer from wear and tear. And anything could attack that. And you as a a believer, it does not mean because you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, things will not happen to you. What about Brother Branham? Brother Branham goes to, 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 um, to, to this, to Africa, 1951, 1952. Yeah. The angel of the Lord told him, he said, you must go to Duban. Duban, South Africa, yeah. right? And instead of going there, because of the old all sort of theological ministerial associations, Brother Branham now, we realized that he was in Johannesburg. The angel told him, he says, stay in Johannesburg for 10 days, then go with Sidney Jackson, for another 10 days in a hunting trip and after you go to duban but instead the ministerial association held him in peter sport or some kind of place like by that name food sport or something like that and brother branham the messenger the prophet of the age suffered with a amoeba disease a parasite disease a respiratory problem that was eaten into his intestines Almost what does clear. that mean what does that mean He does not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? He's not the messenger of the age. What does that mean? The Lord is showing that your bodies are subjected to conditions and situations. And we have to be very careful of what we do while we are in these bodies. You see? So old age, old age, like the brother was saying, from Brother Reed was saying, sugar diabetes, high blood pressure. All these set of things. If we are Christian, does that mean that we should not be getting old? If we are Christian, does that mean that we should not be having a high blood pressure issue? But the thing about it is this. Maybe I I could say another thing here. You see, Satan's original intention, because remember, he was very upset about when the Lord told Job, where were you when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy? Morning stars, the stars are sons of God. But that's God's state Bible, which is the Zodiac. All right? So, uh, first Bible, sorry. And um, is the Zodiac, the constellation, 12 constellations identify the 12 different stages of the ministry of God's people, mm-hmm. right? In the signs of the Zodiac. So, we are the stars. Now, what happened is this is that Brother Branham said, in God's creation, it came in an evolutionary pattern. It started with maybe like from a jellyfish and he it it keep making a brand new creation all the time. He came to the penultimate who is the serpent and then the ultimate who is man. But it's a brand new creation all the time. What happens is this is that Adam, Genesis chapter 1, 26, tells you that Adam had a theophany. Right? Then a theophany is an important celestial type being. In the celestial sphere, the creation, Brother Branham spoke about angels. He, get, he, he talk about seraphims. He talk about cherubim. Then he talk about Michael the archangel who is identifying a theophonic realm. So you could be a celestial person but don't have a theophany. And as a theophany, it means that you are entitled to be connected to a body of flesh at some given point in your, in human history. So when the Lord said, where were you when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy, Job couldn't answer that because that was a seventh seal question. Jeremiah could not answer that. Where were you before you were forming your mother's womb? I knew you before you even were conceived in your mother's womb. Why? Because he was in his theophany. Lucifer always wanted a body to live in. So what happened is this. He is living, we are living in an age where the word is becoming flesh and the flesh is becoming word. We have heard from our theophany through the ministry of the prophet in this day. And now the, 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 the angel told him, take up his pen. And the angel told him, he said, let you know. And he go back to the law of vegetation, botany life, and he showed, just as the seed that was planted, he showed, that the seed is planted also in us. And the word is in the bride in seed form. And she have thus said the Lord, Oh, she will stay still. All these scriptures are meant to be fulfilled in this end time. And here is Lucifer, whose jealousy is against the theophonic beings who have an entitlement to a human body at some given point in time. This is one of the, this is the nucleus of Brother Branham's message, especially when he spoke about, who is his Melchizedek, 1965, February, immediately after marriage and divorce on the 20, 21st of February. He is preaching that and he is showing that here we are as a special class of a people who are hearing from our Theophany. Your Theophany and you are becoming one. And when Theophany and flesh is becoming one, you are entering into your glorification process, and that is what this message comes for. And Satan great. is very much against it.
0: Great, great stuff. I, I just love how you balanced it that you if, you, if you, and I think Brother Gwena is of the same thought as well that you cannot use the coronavirus as a criteria that one has got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you are saying you can be full of the Holy Ghost and still have sugar diabetes. And I guess the fundamental thing is that the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Brother Rum says, is when a believer leaves the weight that has been brought in their age. That's right. Now would
6: you give me a minute to testify something here? One about five five minutes.
0: Oh okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. Now, brother Brother Samuel Kumamut is online, but I can't see him. I uh, only see that he's online. If, if he can just activate his video so that we can see him and welcome him. Now, Brother Ovid, just one minute, your views on the... Uh, or maybe before I get there, I think this has been thoroughly covered by the ministers the issue of immunity what i want to come to is uh where we find ourselves is that this crisis seems to be a fertile ground for fanaticism now we have dealt with the issue that it does not mean that if you get coronavirus you it does not mean that you don't have the baptism of the holy ghost but now there is another element of fanaticism. Some people say because of the crisis where we find ourselves in globally, over 4 billion people have been quarantined. This is the end of the fivefold ministry. And as a result, we are returning back to exclusively the tape ministry. Your comment on that, Brother Ovid, Let me unmute you. Yes, I can hear you.
5: Um, first of all, I just want to um, thank uh, all the ministers um, for the intervention on the, on the, the subject. Uh, it's been very good, very balanced, which I really appreciate. Um, I've taken a lot of things in. And I just want to thank them for that. And uh, to your question of the people of asking that the FIFO ministry is over, we're back to the uh, TIP ministry. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, why people can come up to that conclusion. Uh, but what I, be, I believe or what I, I stand for is that uh, I think uh, one of the ministers mentioned, I forgot the name, that the fivefold ministry has an objective to prepare the bride. And uh, as I was thinking about this, if we look back into history, uh, we can see the believer, after Jesus died, they were at home. And according to the history that we read in the Bible, the probably there were no minister back then that would go from place to place preaching, but they took the word of God and they were encouraged by it in many different ways. So today, uh, to say that uh, we are back to the tape ministry, uh, I don't know. They mean the tape of Brother Branham, listening that at home, or a tape of a certain minister, listening that at home, I don't know. But uh, uh, personally, uh, as I'm at home, I would say uh, I'm listening to the prophet, which I always do uh, as a believer. I have a pastor that uh, I'm under his ministry. I've actually taken the time to sit down and review a lot of the preaching that he preached in the past. And personally, it has, it has helped me a lot to actually establish me even more in the faith. And the quarantine time, I've, I've, I've taken it in the way of God allowing me to take time to meditate more on the word of God. As I mentioned, Daniel, he was in Babylon. I don't know if I'll call that quarantine or not, but he was at home he was not free to do what he was able to do in Israel. But as he was looking at the, the the time he was living living in, he went back to the prophet, he read, and it caused him to go into prayer, into meditation. And out of that meditation, God sent an angel, Gabriel. He spoke to him and showed him things to come. So I believe that uh, at this time, uh, to say that it's back to the tape that all the ministry the five four ministry have failed i don't know maybe i would like to hear the minister the way they will uh put it together but uh i believe that at this time i'm listening to my pastor i'm listening to the prophet as i've always done and it's been a real blessing to me
0: okay god bless you uh pastor Gwena.
4: yeah um thank you sir um i'm i'm not sure that um somebody who would say this where exactly are they coming from uh but like you probably correctly phrased it at the beginning that um uh it's it's a bit of a fanatic opposition now one one thing that um we would want to highlight is the fact that as ministers as the fivefold ministry we are are very very appreciative of the message that the prophet left us so we we can never never substitute the prophet we can never take the position of the prophet we can only feed from the prophet but the prophet he came with a message yeah and, and this message, the way that the prophet came with this message, he passed it on to the five-fold ministers. And the five-fold ministers are responsible for feeding the flock within their territory. Yeah? And each one of us is taking it from, from, from the prophet. Like he says, you know, in taking sides with Jesus, the, the order that was set right from the beginning, it goes right down the way to the five-fold ministry. Now, Brother Branham said, I came to preach what Paul preached. Now, if he came to preach what Paul preached, there is no way then that this message that Brother Branham ever brought will ever take away the fivefold ministry. So, this this message will always have the fivefold ministry because it is exactly how Paul brought this message. So th- there's going to be a role of the fivefold ministry right through to the end. I-, I don't see a place or a time where the fivefold ministry would then be taken off. And again, you know, it's almost an assumption that where we have got to now, we're never going to go back to normality. We're never going to go back to where we're going to go back into the churches. It's-, it's coming from a conclusion that this is it. You know, there's no more church opening. There's there's no more going back to fellowship, which I, I don't subscribe to. I honestly believe, like I said last time, that this is a warning shot. We shall get back to a certain place where we'll go back into churches, but we have had a warning shot to the world. And then the five-fold ministry should still take its place and should still take its position and carry on with this message. So I I still, you know, in our church, we're still listening to the tapes as a church. Wednesdays on Fridays, we're still listening to the tapes as a church, and we're encouraging the believers to keep getting back to the Tep. So that's the work of the fivefold ministry right now. It is to take the stored-up food and make sure that you are encouraging the flock that is under you to keep feeding on that word. And that's the work we find ourselves doing. And not only that, we also then encourage the believers directly as the pastors because we know them better. We know the things that they are fighting. You know, it takes a local man to be sent to a local people. That's what the prophet said. God bless you.
0: God bless you. Pastor Matasa.
2: God bless you. Yeah. In as far as the fivefold ministry is concerned, maybe I'd like to bring a parallel that uh from a one-man ministry into a many-membered ministry, as it was the time when Christ, the Son of Man, was expressed into time. When he left the scene, the same life that was in Christ is the same life that was given to the apostles in the five-fold ministry. So it's important to note that the five-fold ministry is not... Another ministry it's an extension of the same ministry, and there is nothing that the fivefold ministry I'm talking about the new fivefold ministry can execute outside that which the spirit that was in William Branham endorses now you you find maybe if I can try to be a bit direct on that one you know we have people that were never satisfied in their local assemblies when they were under their pastors. Of course, you can expect such a man to come and say, oh, well, you know, it's over with you pastors, you know, five-fold ministers. Now we are back to William Branham, you know, things like that. Now, we are not going to listen to people like that. But a person who is mature enough, who is well-taught, they would actually know that uh, even though we are in quarantine, you see, uh, I'm just giving this as an allegory. You see, uh, respect is not only when we. If if you respected your pastor before quarantine, you still respect him in quarantine. And uh, if you regarded him as a man of God before quarantine, he's still a man of God again in quarantine. So, in an allegory form, uh, a person that disputes the value of the fivefold ministry because of the switch of events. Never really respected the fivefold ministry in the first place. And I'm not saying the fivefold ministry is there to up authority. Pastor Gwena has made it clear. We all support everybody to listen to the tape. It's been, you know, like Pastor Brother Dioka said, it's been something that we've been doing, not because there was quarantine, everybody has been listening to the tape. But when it comes to a place now where we try to elbow out the five ministry uh, I, I think it can be a route that is deeper than quarantine Even before quarantine there was a problem with such a person
0: Yeah, okay First, uh, uh Maher Quick one
1: Well, um I think I think the subject is has been well tackled uh, on the on the issue of the fivefold ministry. It's it's positive. I mean, it doesn't change. Uh, it, it is Brother Branham who says they, under their prophet messenger, become the final voice to the final church age. So. Uh, The fivefold ministry under the prophet becomes the final voice to the final church age. Uh, He he already has said in the the church age book that, uh, you see, the message is given to the star of the age. And then the ministers of that age, they take from the star of the age. And then they must be careful to preach only what the star of the age has, uh, has preached. And the very brother Branham says, uh, you, you cannot live above what your pastor preaches. And he says, Because that pastor is going to see you through. You see. So to, to try and eliminate the fivefold ministry and replace it with a, with a tape is actually to, to disbelieve the tape. That's my submission.
0: Great stuff, uh, Brother Keith what would you say and this goes for all the ministers somebody that has been very sluggish very slothful that never took this message with a sense of agency that it required and now that person is in quarantine what would you say to them brother Keith
3: Yes, you know, um, there is three kinds of believer in every church. I mean, and every church has genuine, true believers. That, I mean, their only um, recourse is for the Word of God, and to follow the message of the hour. There is people in churches that will question everything. I mean, they literally sometimes fight against, yet they're always there, you know. But I believe that this, what we're going through today, is a time to wake them up, as I said. This is a warning to the people. But listen the seeds of God will respond to the word of God. And like he said, in nonseed, there's nothing to quicken. you know I always say it like this: I preach the gospel as though everybody that hears my voice will respond to the gospel and follow Jesus Christ. yet I know not all men will. it is not my duty to say who will and who won't and Every man will have to give an account for himself. You know, if God has sent signs among us and they wouldn't repent. I mean, there's nothing that the minister can do because your voice goes out. The Spirit of God, search and find those who belong to him and they are secure in the fold. You can't put one in and you can't take one out. Jesus says, none that the Father give to me shall be lost. My call is not to divide or to say who is and who is not. Some says, well, I preach it like that because there's people here not living right. There's people here that disbelieve. There's people here that don't agree. I would preach as though all men agree. Lift the banner high and let those who are God's climb up to reach that pinnacle of the Word of God. That's the way I see it. I mean, if that which God sent does not bring you to the point of recognizing the hour that we're living in, might be you're just not called for this.
0: Okay, great stuff. Pastor George, uh, as an elder, I mean, you've been around, and it's something that Pastor Maher touched on. Mm. We've had fanaticism in the message, where men rose through the ranks, and some wanted to elbow Brother Brenham out of the picture, uh, trying to project him as somebody that has made mistakes and they are around to correct his mistakes. Some became very daring until they were regarded as Elohim and their names were used uh, to cast out demons. What, What do you think this time means for that element of fanaticism in the message? And I think you might have been exposed to that over the time that you've been in the message and I'm gonna come to you, Pastor Gwena as well, and go clockwise. Okay, let me there we go.
6: Yeah, um yeah, my contribution to that I do I do not do I don't do mean to let it serve as a, a piece of humor. But if it if it if it goes like that, well maybe that is what it should be. But That also seems to be another pandemic in the circle of the message (laughs) where where a lot of people think that, you know, they can elbow Brother Branham out of the way and they can have the preeminence. All right. Number one, you cannot have two dispensational messengers for one age there are only one dispensational messenger for the age. And that dispensational messenger influences the age. If you check statistics, you will see that St. Martin was not born inside of the period of his chronological age dispensation. But he died before his age opened. But yet, he was the influence for that age, St. Martin. And there's no one could elbow him out of his position. There are three things that Brother Branham said that identifies the messenger for the age. And we all are aware of it from page 74 to page 76 in the exposition of his seven church ages. Brother Branham said, One, he will be absolutely true to the word. He will be vindicated in the ministry of the messenger. And he will walk in the footsteps of St Paul. These are the treatings that governs the ministry of the age. I like the word that you use elbow him out because that comes out from i don't know if you were thinking about that, but if it was not then you were you were you were speaking the word and 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 you didn't know it but that came out came out from where Brother Branham was given his testimony of the Indian chief in the message, know it it not." And to a certain extent, on the wings of a snow white dove. Both messages, especially noted not Brother Branham, talk about he was riding a white stallion, and there was another man who came from Canada, and he taught that he was the Elijah of the day. And that he tried to push Brother Branham out of the way. And here it is where Brother Branham, his voice was heard that no man could ride this trail except only one, and that is Elijah. So there, there are there are a lot of people who have been trying to elbow Brother Branham out of the way. And I I, I would imagine that I'm in Trinidad, I'd have it. I sure, Brother Reed, know about it in Jamaica and South Africa. I have a lot of them Messiah-type people. But the thing about it is that um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it has be good to have a gift. But that's, sometimes it's a bit dangerous to have one too. <laughs> because sometimes sometime what will happen is that, you know, a gift could, could either humble you or a gift could also exalt you and make you think that you are greater than even the one who God sent to do the job, right? And what I'm saying now is this, is that one dispensational influence in this age, and that is where we abide under, in addition to that, 1184 messages had been given to us. Thank God for the voice of God. But the thing about it is this is that legalism could either be Northeast or Southeast. But East is a combination of them both. Okay. And the thing about it is that we are here and we have to understand. If I could say this, a lot of people are searching for vindication now. One will rise up and say, Well, I prophesy this. That that happened in the denominational churches. Then I have messaged people who are prophesying or who are saying that the prophecies were correct. For example, this is the time that God had been preparing us for by giving us books and tapes. The prophet, the angel Lord told the prophet, stop the books and tapes. And I thank God if I could put it like this, that in times like these, I mean, we are well fortified. We are well fortified. All of us as the bride. Where is the fivefold ministry at right now? Let me show you where the fivefold ministry are are right now. Look, we are in YouTube or maybe Facebook or wherever. Here are ministers of the fivefold ministry are discussing, talking things that will influence whoever will fall into something like this. Who are we? We might be quarantined, but it does not stop the, the the gift of our ministry.
0: Wonderful wonderful thanks brother George brother whisper brother George says there was a pandemic before there was this pandemic in the there was a spiritual pandemic now we are seeing a natural pandemic. Your thoughts on the the former pandemic
4: <laughs> wow yeah we we have seen these things over the years um But, you know, for me, I I just don't have room for such. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I I kind of like see is people underestimate the bride. People underestimate the influence on the people that Brother Branham has put in. So you, you can have some ministers that will have an inclination and that wants to elbow Brother Branham out. But... The bride has got the word inside of her now. Mm. So people will clearly see the folly of such ministers. And the, the pattern is, is always the same. You know, they start in a certain direction. You know exactly where they're going to go and you know how they're going to fall. So for us, we, we have been taught faithfully by a messenger and we stick with that messenger. And, you know, at, at a time like this, it is time for us to say, you know, forget those other pandemics let's focus on what God gave us and we, we, we focus on the message. We have the truth. So we've got no room to accommodate all these other people. We have the truth and we stay with the truth that we know.
0: Okay, great stuff. Pastor Mahere, what, what would you say, and not forgetting your request, Brother George, I'll come back to you. What would you say to somebody who feels, yes, we've got this pa- uh, pandemic, we're quarantined, It is no longer business as usual. We are homebound. I'm a backslider. I wouldn't be able to fix my matter with the Lord. Is there hope for me or is mercy over? What would you say to somebody? Because a lot of times the devil is busy starting mind patterns in various minds
1: around the globe. Okay um yeah thank you thank you for that question I think I think the the whole matter of immunity where it where it actually rests upon is to define the time that we find ourselves in and how we as the fivefold ministry can actually be more effective uh if, if this is a time of judgment, I believe it is, it is also a time of mercy. This is the time where, where the high priest came down. This is the time where the supreme judge came down. And this is the time where the bride is finding mercy in a time of judgment. Uh, and Brother Branham teaches us that God will never bring a people to judgment unless he first warns them. So, uh, to the the backslider, you know, I believe even in the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem, there was a return of the exiles. There is no better time for somebody that has been feeling hopeless, no matter uh, you've got spiritual wounds, you've got physical wounds, uh, no matter what kind of abuse you may feel you have gone through as as an individual that might have derailed you, away from the message I believe there is a sense that is awakening even to those that uh, have been distanced from the message you know in the in the in the old systematic way that are feeling within their spirits that there is no better time that I could come back and be serving the Lord as this time and I believe the decision to do that is being made right now that if we are to go back to have service, if nothing condemns your heart right now, if nothing brings you to repentance right now, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. What would you want to happen to the in the spectrum of the world that would bring that condemnation to say, I want to come back and serve the Lord better in the message. I believe this is this is the time, and that's why we are here as the fivefold ministry. Uh, it's still, Brother Brown says it's still wet on Calvary. Uh, you know, there is still mercy. Uh, I, I know there's there's doctrines that say uh, mercy is over. No, there's still mercy. God is still saving right now, and I believe this is a wake up call to somebody who could think that maybe uh, I might have 20 years more, I might have 50 years more, or whatever. I, I think it's really a warning shot that. Time could just be shortened like the scripture says.
0: Wonderful. Uh, brother, brother Keith, there is a question here, and I think it will go for a few ministers as well if they want to chip in. This person says, how does the current COVID-19 tie in to the seven seals
3: and the rapture of the bride? Um, we've said before that we're not saying that this is the plague and this is the last that we're going to see. But one thing we know for certain is that this has brought us to a position that we know that things are going to happen on the earth that is going to affect the entire earth. Squeeze are going to come upon the earth, really, and when the squeeze come, then we know it is time for us to get out of here. So this could have been a preview of what it would be like, just about the time of our carting away. You know, I was reflecting on the song that we'd sing: "The King is coming." You know, the streets today are empty. The, the markets are empty, the, the traders are gone, you know. We we might see other days like this, but it's a time for a people to get ready to leave out of here. You, you know, and um the, the seventh seal, you know, it is his coming to us. And so we ought to take these things really. If at all we were at ease in Zion, if at all we were at a place where we figure that is coming might be 50 years or or 100 years from now, this is a time that tell us, let us make sure that is in us because we're getting ready to leave. I believe that this is a great opportunity for this world and for the bride. To have an experience like this where things are not normal. Because our cutting away will not be normal times for the world, but it will be glorious for the bride. And you know, as I as I look at that message, why Christ speak, Brother Brandon preached it just before he preached, Christ is a mystery of God reveal. And when he preached Christ, the mystery of God reveal, the bride. Becomes part of that mystery. We've got to realize that this is our time and we ought to prepare ourselves to get out of here because it is time for us to leave.
0: What would you say to a young pastor? What would you say to a young person that is listening to this session? While you are coming, uh, Pastor, just a sec, just a sec, Pastor Kum, Pastor Kumamusi, Pastor Sam Kumamusi, Pastor Sam, Pastor Sam Kumamusi, God bless you, Pastor (laughs) Madge. Yeah, yes. You. We see you've you, been really around. I, I I want you to activate your video so that we can see you. Can you hear me, Pastor? We can hear you clearly, but we want to see you on the video. Mm-hmm. A- activate your video.
3: Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you, but we can't see you. We want, we want to see you. J- just work on your video, we'll come back to you. Yeah. Oh.
2: God bless you, God bless you. Um, I'll come to that uh, element of the seventh seal amidst COVID. 19. Now, I would say when you look at the types and shadows, and then this goes as well to to to, to those who are maybe backslidden and the, the ones in exile. I, I'm looking at this, you know, on a twofold.
0: Just a sec, there, there is a. Yeah, okay, you can go carry
2: on. I, I was saying I'm looking at this, you know, on a, a two fold view. You know, the first view that I see covered, um, when you talk about a warning, I, like I mentioned in the first meeting, that when you look at uh, what happened after the departure of Jesus Christ, as a prophet of his day, he did not leave any stone unturned. He trained, equipped the people that were remaining and left them with an immunity and that immunity was connected to the application of the word that was given them it was not enough to recognize that Jesus was the prophet of their day it was not enough to recognize the modern events unfolding that it was spoken by Christ but the bride had to take a step further and apply the divine instructions that were given now when, when when i see uh the the seventh seal we're talking about the opening of the word we're talking about the preaching to the total lost speaking things to existence now i'll, I'll draw your attention uh if you would allow me to just take you through from the book of luke now there are some interesting things that i would feel maybe pivotal if ever we are going to look at it you see ezekiel 9 it is the declaration of the fall of Jerusalem. And we see that prophecy further expurgated by Jesus Christ in Luke 21, verse 20, when he says, And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, they know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein into. Now, Jesus Christ is coming to put more light upon the prophecy that was given by Ezekiel. And this prophecy is related to the people that will be alive the time Jerusalem will be destroyed. Now, when you see verse 25 of the same chapter, it is giving the account of the return of the Lord in glory. It shows us 1963 that when we shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, and when we these things begin to come to pass, then we look up and lift up our heads for our redemption. Through it nine, and when you go down to 29, it now speaks about Israel. Israel, if you check uh, verse 31 from 29 it says, and he spake to them a parable, behold, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, you when you see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Now I just want you to see the season that we are living in. We are living in the season where 63 is fulfilled. The Lord Himself descends with a shout, with one foot upon the land, another upon the sea. We are witnesses of the restoration of Israel. That's 1948, as given uh, on on, on verse 31. But amid such a time, if you go further to verse 34, the time Israel comes back, the time the cloud comes in, he also says, verse 34, and take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts may be overcharged with self that's a hangover and drunkenness and the cares of this life so that day come upon you unawares for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may not be accounted worthy that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man Now, I'm trying to show the dispensation where Israel returns. The dispensation the Lord comes with one foot upon the land in a cloud. It is the same dispensation you see drunkenness as it was in Daniel chapter 5, where people are drunken and God is encouraging them to watch and pray. Now, this is 2021. Now, when you come to 22, you see... A certain remark that Christ makes On verse 15 He says And he said unto them With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you Before I suffer Now this is Christ's dimensional travel Before he was about to die He had a desire to commune With the people Now in this season In this season Where we see all these things fulfilled God is a great desire to commune also with us before a dimensional travel. Now, it comes now to Luke 24. If I should end on Luke 24, and show how uh, people fail to interpret modern events and to act accordingly. Now, before you come to 24, 23, it is the rejection of Christ. It is the rejection of the word, and the word speaking for itself, weep not for me, weep for yourselves. But now when you come to 24, after he was crucified, you see them weeping. And then he comes now to correct. This is not the time to weep, because I told you these things must be fulfilled. And God was expecting them to interpret the modern event of that crucifixion and understand that there was a promise of Pentecost that was laying ahead. Now, what am I saying, amidst this, to the young people or to anybody else, I believe it's a season where we see all these things, it's a season where we see the fulfillment of what Christ has spoken. And as in seventy, there was need for a people to heed the voice behind the sign. The twofold part is, people must prepare. Because if we don't use this time for preparation, there may not be another chance for us to come into the fold. And to those as well, like Jonah, you know when the calamity fell upon the ship, it was not necessarily that the heathens were wrong. There was a believer out of position. And there was a plug that hit the sheep. But the plug was communicating to Jonah that, Jonah, you're out of place. And when Jonah repented, everything came to a still. So to, to those also who may be bright material but left the path, God is saying to you, "Come back to the fold, and then you will not miss." You know what is about to happen, which is the dimensional travel. Maybe allow me to live it there, lest I go and uh, check all the time.
0: Uh. Pastor George. Hello. Does everybody see what is on the screen?
4: Hello. I can see it. Yeah. Pastor, can you see it?
0: Brother, uh, Brother, Mayer, just unmute him for me.
1: Who should I am unmute? A... Pastor George? Okay,
0: let me unmute okay. you. While we are trying to get him, Pastor Gwena. Yes, sir. What would you say? I think I've just put up the map of the coronavirus. What, what would you say to believers out there? based on this demon that is traveling at such a supersonic speed i have put the map there so that people could see that it looks like no no nation is immune Af- africa is a late comer but it's coming anyhow but america i mean there is blood shed in america you where you are in the uk uh, your your thoughts on somebody that is looking at this and saying, uh being afraid, well, what would you say to them as believers, not to the outside?
4: Sure. Um, I think my my mic is, is. you can hear me, right? I can hear you very well. Okay, now that's perfect. Well, um, definitely we, we, we have a global pandemic here. When you look at that map, you can see that the thing that we are talking about is not just something that is happen, happening in a, in a localized area but it is something that has swept the whole world. So mm. definitely there is a message that is behind this. And to me, that message is, look up, your redemption is drawing nigh. Mm. It is the things that you know are, are starting to shake everybody that we can all get to that place where we can start preparing. So to the believers that are out there, I don't know whether everyone has seen that the screen has changed, here. Yeah? Okay, sorry, sorry no problem okay so to to the believers that are out there um like we've been saying you know that this is definitely a warning shot this is something that is awakening the bride to say if you are outside with the signs of the times that are around us it is time for you to make sure that you have a a deeper relationship with your god But I just want to um, step back a little bit if you allow me to do that, you know, because as we see that map there, it it also tells us um, what we ought to be doing in this hour and what type of preparation that God has already given us in an hour like this. And one of the things that I I, I find in the message of the prophet, um, I came across this quote, you know, and this became the, the... The theme of the message is that I was preaching just before we got into this lockdown. It is a quote that I find in the message Preparation in 1953, November the 11th. Paragraph 95, the prophet was praying. But in that prayer, he said, Heavenly Father, I thank thee tonight because that we are living in the hour of preparation." We are leaving when you are preparing the people to believe all things. We believe that's the message of the day, the preparation time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I saw that quote, it really struck me. The prophet actually says here that we, we, we are leaving when God is preparing the people to believe all things we believe that's the message of the day the preparation time so the message of the day is a message that is preparing us to believe all things when you are trained in this message when you have got this message inside of you when that word has now become flesh inside of a believer, then what it should produce is a believer that believes all things. That no matter where where this world map has taken us to, where this virus has now got to, when you have been trained by this message to believe all things, then you are not afraid of anything. And I believe that is the role of the message of the prophet, which has been to prepare us for times like this. You know, the book of Esther says, for such a time as this, don't you know that this is the time that you came into the kingdom for, you know? And I was just sharing with the church last Sunday, you know, that for such a time as this, we, we have been prepared for a time like this. We've been in the message for a time like this. So what we have eaten all along, what has been preparing us all along, it is the hour that that which have been preparing us now must come out that when the rest of the world is now fearful and is scared and they don't know what to do, they don't know where to go. But for us, we have been prepared with the message that has prepared us, that has equipped us. This is the hour for us to shine. This is the hour for what we have invested inside of our hearts to now carry us through. And this is why, you know, for for me, I, I believe that what the world is seeing now which has been a warning shot. But it is also an exercising ground for the bride. You see, we we, we talk about you must have faith for divine healing because we need to have faith for the rapture. The prophet says, how can you have faith for for the rapture if you cannot even have faith for divine healing? When you come now to um, the the seals, let me just pick up this other quotation here. Um, Our brother was talking about Um, he was talking about um, the message, Why Christ Speak. The prophet of God says, yeah, just as we know now, as a man asked me a few moments ago about the coming and the rapture, we know we have lived the time out. The time of the rapture is at hand. We are looking for a rapturing faith that can pull the churches together and give it some supernatural strength that can change these bodies that we live in. We see God that can raise the dead off the floor or out in the yard and bring him back to life again and present him before us. When we see a God who can take a cancer that's it a man to shadow and raise him up to a strong, healthy man, that ought to give rapturing faith to the people. So Amen. the prophet is, is showing us here that where we are heading now, this is what this message has been preparing us for. We we must get that faith that is believing in the impossibles. We must have been trained by now that when we see certain things happen, that is what builds the rapturing faith in us. So the the prophet says divine healing is is the earnest of our resurrection. Now, we also, for anything that is important, when I follow the Bible, you'll find that anything that is important, God gives us an earnest. He gives us the earnest of our salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He gives us the earnest of our resurrection, divine healing. Now, the greatest challenge that the bride is facing in this hour is going to be the rapture. So God has got to give us the earnest of that challenge, where one can actually start experiencing a faith that you know that if this can happen to me, therefore I have a rapturing faith that it's building inside of my heart that you, you are now under expectation waiting for that rapture to happen because you know what it takes for the rapture is already inside of you. So there, there must be certain signs that as people are seeing this thing sweeping, you know, gaining ground, moving from one nation to another, it is the time that the bride need to actually start exercising that faith to say, as for me and my household, I have the faith that this thing will not come near me. I believe that by the word that I have been taught, this thing will not come near me. And the moment you believe it like that and you accept it like that and you exercise it like that, then the thing will stay away. Now, if it gives you a vindication of what you have believed and you see it becoming a reality, then you have already got another faith muscle that has been built up. And as we're getting closer and closer to the rapture, the prophet says, we must have faith in these small things first. But it's the culmination of the faith in the small things that is building a bigger faith in us that when the rapture day comes, we already have the faith that takes us into the rapture. So as the world is seeing this map, you know, going everywhere, let it be a wake up call for us to say what we have believed. It's time for it to pay dividends now. What we have been exercising in, it has built the faith muscles, and we should not fear nothing at this hour. God bless you.
0: God bless you, uh, Pastor, Pastor George, Pastor George, uh, Brother my have you unmuted him? Have you unmuted him, Pastor George? Uh, try to help me unmute, Pastor George. Yes, I'm here. Uh, hello, hello. What What would you say to the bride in relation to the role role of Malachi four? In the moment where we find ourselves in,
6: well if, I, well, if I could take it and connect it with the the, um, the geographical um, the geographical map that you have given to us there concerning the this pandemic, is um, you know it is evident that the Lord the Lord vindicates Himself in all different aspects of things, and Lucifer is very much aware of that. One of the things that Brother Branham said that that is highlighted after 1960, most of all, is that as the lightning strike it in the east and is seen towards the west, so so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Brother Branham gave a geographical presentation when Brother Branham said that, um, and this is Malachi 4, all this would be Malachi 4, right? Malachi 4, number one, turn the hearts of the children back to the feet of the apostolic fathers. And um, there is something that is greater than even just turning our heart back to the feet of the apostolic fathers, because um Revelation 10:7, 7, Luke 17, 30 are scriptures that identify the ministry of the Son of Man that not only take us back to the apostolic fathers, but it go abstract, of which Barabana ex- expressed that in the breach message when he said that um, search all the way back to its beginning or its or its origination. So Malachi 4, turn our heart back to the fate of the apostolic fathers, which is 2,000 years ago, but The ministry of the Son of Man will take us abstract right back to where it was like at the beginning, before the fall back to Adam. With those type of inspirations, we realize different scriptures relate to Brother Branham's ministry, of which we know Malachi 4 is one of them, that takes us back 2,000 years in history. But, what Brother Branham was showing also, is that as the lightning strike it in the East, and it seemed towards the West, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And, it proves that Satan, is very, very much aware of how this message came from the Eastern country countries, and came across, Brother Branham say, so came across the Mediterranean, it crossed the English Channel, it came across into England, it crossed the Northern Atlantic, it came into United States of America, in Los Angeles and Azusa, Azusa Street. Then it swept through the Caribbean, well, Barbara didn't say the Caribbean, but I'm staking claims on my rights, um, and Barbara Reid would say amen to that. Um, so, we, 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 um, it came across the Caribbean Sea, in the Southern Atlantic Ocean into the Caribbean Sea and came through Jamaica and came all the way down to the most southern part of the Caribbean, which is in Trinidad. And then Brother Branham said, and what is the attraction in the mountain? In 1965, messages there, Brother Branham said, event made clear by prophecy. He said, and he said, and there's a man that could turn on the light, Brother Branham said, he said 15,000 miles will take it across the Pacific and it go back east again. Just like the gospel of Malachi 4, Revelation 10, 7, Luke 17, 30, and all the typological references that we could find in Genesis 18 and otherwise, what we could say is this. is just as the gospel traveled from the east and came towards the west and it will go back across the Pacific, and then the, 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 the ring of fire that is identified in the Pacific Ocean that testify of the wrath of God that he, he spoke of in, in, in St. Luke chapter 20, uh, St. Matthew chapter 24, St. Luke 21, Mark chapter 13, but Amadiba did made mention of St. Luke chapter 21. What I could say is this is that Satan is a very excellent impersonator. Because just like you're geographically identified, you notice where it started, it started in the East. It travel across the Mediterranean, across the English Channel, across the Caribbean Sea, and it will go back across the Pacific Ocean. Judgment is in the West Coast.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great insights. Pastor Mahere.
1: Yes, Pastor Madiba.
0: What I want want to know from you, the the role of Brother Brenham, what would you say to the believers about the role of the prophet in this time?
1: Okay. Um, You see, we can never overemphasize the importance of the Prophet in the life of the believer from the day that they have um, believed the message. I think uh, in our in our first session, there is a, a couple of quotations that we we debunked and uh, that we're speaking to Brother Branham already foreseeing such a day like this. Uh, where he was, he, he was speaking in relation to the day of, of Moses, where he talks about in that day they will try disinfectants and disinfectants will not work. They will try using uh, putting on a mask and the mask will not work, and they will try let us go underground. He says, and underground will not work. Now, uh, there is no voice in this day that he has already given a prepared message. Uh, One of the ministers spoke about stored food. Uh, It's it's already, the the message is already prepared for the believer today. There is nothing that's foreign that's going to come. And William Branham is the one that has done this. And even to some of the people that we have tried to reach out to that were in doubt of of the prophet, this is the time that the conscience of people are now being awakened to the, to the prophet. Uh, Brother Branham speaks, and he says, one of these days we shall realize that this gathering, he says, I was thinking about it when I was coming to church, that this gathering that we are doing is going to soon be a fond memory. It's the voice of Malachi. He, he says, uh, very soon you shall see a tag that will be dropped upon our churches if we refuse to sign up with the World Council of Churches, which says the church is closed. Now, uh, where I want to weigh in on the the role and the importance of William Branham is just not on the prophecy of the coming calamity. Uh, I want want to weigh in more on the prophecy that is speaking to uh, the Preparation to the coming calamity. Now I've seen a couple of uh, uh, pastors have already touched on this. Brother Branham says, seven thunders, may he show the bride how to prepare the great translation faith. Uh, now, I, I, I think there is there is quite a need for us to look into that. Uh, to look into what prepares the bride for the great translation faith? Because I've I've, I've heard uh, some some contributions on the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, does it mean that you're immune from the disease? And that has been answered beautifully. But uh, this this is what I believe from what I see Brother Branham speaking. Brother Branham says justification gave way to sanctification sanctification gave way to the baptism of the holy ghost and then he says and the baptism of the holy ghost made room for the holy ghost itself which is the immunity now that we are looking for in this hour it is not just the holy ghost whereby you are just being born because when you are when you are born with the holy ghost you're a baby you have to grow all the way up to the top of the pyramid where you receive the person of Christ. So the preparation now, Brother Branham, he says, he talks about the hidden manner. He says, now we need men that are trained, that can take this hidden manna and give it to the congregation. And this hidden manner he goes on to tie it with the third pool. And I believe the part of the third pool that he's tying this to, is the opening of the way because we have got the preaching to the total lost which you said the beast will not re, will not repent we've got the speaking things into and out of existence which i see there is much emphasis on but that's not where the great translation faith is the great translation is on the open word now that's what's prepared that's the hidden manner that's what's preparing us now for that he says now the church ought to be this far so so, so 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 to me at this at this point in time, if we are saying this is grace period, or if we're saying uh, this is a warning shot, to me, the message that uh, a pastor out there or a believer out there should consecrate themselves on is not a prosperity gospel, it's rather now to come back to the mystery truth that will now take us, I like what pastor uh, Pastor George mentioned. He says, you see, we are not just going back to Pentecost. We are not going, our hearts are not just being turned to the fathers of Pentecost. I believe we are going via Pentecost, but our destination is Mark 11. We're going to the third faith. We're going back to God having preeminence, back into the Garden of Now, The original, that's what we are preparing for. And what it takes is them seven thunders. Uh, I can't hear you, Pastor
0: Martin Okay, great, great input today. Now we've been here for two hours, thirty minutes. I think it's let's let's just. I think time flies when you're having a good time. But I think let's let's wrap up, and the best way to wrap up, brother. Let me start with Brother Keith. Brother Keith, your message to your colleagues at a pastoral level. What do you have? For
3: them,
0: how do they? Okay. Yeah, most okay.
3: first of all, say I certainly appreciate the ministry and the maturity of the brothers, really, not leaning on fanaticism, but um, maturity of the word coming to life in this day that we're not looking for a superman to rise again. We have had a messenger to this age that has complete the work and pass it now to us, the FIFO ministry. Everything that has been promised will come to pass. You know, Abraham never had to change. Brother Branham said he kept walking, and as Abram walked, his body materialized around his experience. And so what we need to do is to keep pressing on with that word, feeding the people, the unfailing body word of this son of man. Because this we know for certain, that this message that we've received is not to form another church is not to put men's person in admiration, but is to prepare a bride for a rapture. And we're privileged to be given the positions that we're in, not because we are better than other men, but by the sovereign grace of Almighty God. May we preach that grace to all men. Believe, stand, live that standard that there's going to be a change of this because this message will produce a body change. It has been spoken, we believe it, and we'll walk right into the manifestation of all that God has promised us for this hour. May God bless you, men of God, and um, trust God that there are times when we can meet together, when the social distance will again be abolished and we can hug one another's neck as brother. May perfect love abide in our hearts. God bless you all.
0: God bless you. I'm envious of your sunlight today, but nonetheless, <laughs> God bless you. Okay. Brother Mutasa, your, your weight of encouragement to your fellow colleagues out there.
2: We, I want to first appreciate the platform and uh, the love uh, the um, unity of faith and the continuity and progression of revelation on the platform may god bless you all soldiers of the cross we appreciate and um, my my last uh, message uh, on the platform i'll take uh, the inspiration from this quotation Babam says in the handwriting on the wall, preaching in fifty six zero nine zero two, he says, we are living in the shadows of the coming of the Lord. What can you promise yourself, anyone? What can any nation promise? There is not a promise left. Nothing left. It's chaos and everything. There is nothing this away you can see, but look up that way. Every promise in the word is true. Some glorious day, Jesus shall come, and all these things will be taken away, and Christ will reign. With this quotation, I would want to say, we don't have much time remaining to walk this path. And I would be a hypocrite to try to give you hope to say things are going to normalize. Yes, even if they do normalize, but I would rather be in saying they will not normalize. Make sure your life is right with Christ because you may not get another opportunity. There's nothing we can promise. There's nothing the government can promise. And if God would allow the rapture to go now, there is no scripture that would have been broken because there is no prophecy that we are waiting to be fulfilled. To say, as it was, like I spoke about Titus, Brother Branham says that the time when the soldiers were marching in, you know, we had uh, preachers that were telling the people that do not worry, Jerusalem is the eye, the apple of God's eye. God said, for Jerusalem's sake, I will not hold my peace. The ministers that were saying, let's pray, let's pray. These soldiers will do nothing. We are protected. Now, that was the message of hope in an hour of judgment. And those that listened to that, they were caught unaware and all of them, Abraham said, they were massacred until blood to flow out of the gates of Jezreel. But unto you, fellow brother, fellow sister and everybody else that is listening. I would say this is a pivotal time that God has given you to align yourself. If ever the rapture comes, you must be a better husband, a better wife, a better brother, a better person in everything. let not this hour be a pre-millennium, but a preparation for that millennium. God bless you. Pastor Mahere
0: words of encouragement to your fellow colleagues out there in the ministry
1: yes person um, we really want to appreciate uh, all the seasoned elders uh, brothers friends on this uh, platform uh, god richly blessed you thank you for for your contributions thank you really for everything that you have uh, imputed uh, and imparted uh, to the bride through this uh, edifying platform. Uh, what I would say maybe to, 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 my, to my colleagues, uh, that this is, this, is, this is the time that uh, let's take a deeper look. Brother Branham says, the evidence of the Holy Ghost is going all the way with the word is going all the way with the word. And I believe it, it culminates in the third pool. And if I'm, I'm speaking to, to the colleagues in ministry, I would say that our people, the people that we preach to, uh, the life that they live is a result of what we preach. And I believe that every season, Is affected by preaching. And uh, the first two things, the first two stages of the prophet cannot be what brings immunity because it can be impersonated. I believe it is the final stage of the prophet's ministry that brings that immunity that will bring about a great translation faith that will take us into dimensional travel. So, my prayer and my encouragement. To the ministry is that let us now go to the lower parts of the port let us go to that manner that is untamed that which gives that soul this vitamin to prepare that man for a body change i believe this is this is the time that if god ever gives you an opportunity uh, you would want to make sure that you have put the right kind of brick in the believers god richly bless you whichever parts of the world you are uh, we love you we appreciate you if we don't meet on this side of glory definitely look for me on the other side amen bless you pastor gwena
0: words of encouragement to your fellow colleagues
4: bless you my precious brother um just want to appreciate um the brothers and also appreciate the platform. Um, I've got to meet some men that I have never met physically in my life. Uh, You know, Brother Keith, uh, Brother George, uh, from different parts of the world, but um, you know, through this lockdown and through this platform, we've been able to meet. Uh, So trusting like one of the brothers, you say, that um, maybe that uh, if God will give us grace, we might hug each other. on one of these days so i just want to appreciate you brothers for you know for your insight and for coming onto the platform god bless you um my words to the bride at this hour we are leaving you know when 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 events start to unfold uh it is a very dangerous hour it is a slippery road why i say it is a slippery road because we can neglect to do what we are supposed to do and then get the people in trap like what brother uh, mutasa has been pointing to you know that um, the people were preaching the wrong type of a message and it never got the people prepared so that's a responsibility that a minister has you got to be sure that your people are prepared for whatever you know is going to happen but at the same time as well I would want to look at the other side that we can then you know in in trying to bring w- the way we look at things the danger that we have as ministers is to maybe overread into events and then we end up losing our soberness and then we end up losing our balance and then when certain things don't happen then we have to come back with a lot of explanations to the congregation. So what I'm trying to say is in whatever we do, we must maintain our balance. I'm reminded, you know, when Brother George Smith came to our church uh, some maybe five years ago now, he came with a little level, you know, a small spirit level that the builders use, you know, when you find the level. And before he preached, he took this little spirit level and he placed it on the pulpit. And he said, look at this thing that I have brought. It is for you to find your level. And in his message, he kept saying, whatever you do, stay balanced. And in times like this, this is where the test of balance comes in. Because you can get quotations that can make you fly in one direction. You can get another one that can make you fly in another direction. A typical example, you know, we had the American election that came up uh, just a few years ago when Hillary Clinton was almost going, you know. And everyone looked at it and says, oh, there it goes, there it goes, there it goes. Then all of a sudden, here comes Donald Trump. You know, when, when people had, some ministers had stood and said, this is it, this is it. And what it does is when people that are not believers look at it, they will then come and say, but you brothers, you said A, B, C. So all I'm saying, brothers, is it's a very dangerous hour. It's a treacherous time. We've got to be very, very balanced in whatever we do. So it requires the grace of God. You don't want to be on the side where you are preaching the wrong type of a message and not warning the people, and then the judgments come. But you also don't want to be on the other side where you are saying, this is it, and then people come back and say, but you say, this is it. So balance is very important. God bless you.
0: God bless you. Uh, Maybe before Elder Brother George, your closing remarks, You as an elder, words of encouragement for young ministers. Uh, I see Brother John Andes from Canada. He has just made a remark. We want to acknowledge him. He appreciates whatever has been discussed. We hope next time he will avail himself for the platform as well for his contribution. Uh, Elder George your words of encouragement to especially to young ministers during these critical times
6: okay well, first of all i must say that i really felt honored to be a part of this um meeting with you all i know you're calling me elder but i i mean elder is not chronological age but elder is maturity wisdom and understanding and i have seen that we do we are not just only one elder here but we have about six or seven elders um, that are here, and I must say that I felt honored to know that, you know, I, I am among men who are not like, like scribes and Pharisees, but men who have an authority with God. And I felt honored about that, to be sitting with you all and, and discussing very healthy subjects that relates to the events that are being made clear by prophecy. And um, what I could say is this is that i have not, to the, to the ministers, who might be listening on, on the outside and to you all also, I would just like to say that um, um, we are effect we are we are essential services at this time, right? The bride of the Lord Jesus Christ is the essential service that is required because as I said earlier on, government cannot deal with the situation as, as we the bride are the one who are the essential service at this time in the time of social distancing. I don't see that to be any way disturbing to me or to any one of us, because social distancing is also scriptural if we will take it and apply it with Malachi for thoughts in there. Social distancing means that I cannot touch you, I cannot shake your hand, I cannot hug you. Right? But what does that mean? Simply this, Brother Branham ministry had three pulls. The first pull was the hand, the second pull was the heart, and the third pull was the mouth. So you don't need your hand when you come to this time, you don't need your heart when you come to this time. What you need is speak the word and what you say it will come to pass. Social distancing is very complementary to the hour that we are living in right now. Like, like, like the Roman centurion. He said, I understand that social distancing is not really, is what is really required in this hour. Speak on what you say, it will come to pass. So so by the grace of the Lord, I must say that brothers, we are living in a very eventful time. I'm very, very excited about it. I think we all are excited about it. And also I would like to say that um, it is the time but I could tell you all, just like when Brother Brother went beyond the curtain of time, he saw old people, young people, but everybody at the same, everyone at the same age. There was a woman who was ninety years and more plus age when when he saw her as a, as a as a as a as a beautiful young lady. The angel asked him he said, "You remember that woman?" He said, "No, I don't." He said that she was more past ninety years when you baptize her and give her life. Then he saw young people, remember, he saw Sharon Rose. Sharon Rose he saw, when he went on the other side, he didn't notice her, but she was a young girl. When she left, she was 18 months old. But when she went there, she was a young girl. So I would like to say this to, to, the, to the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are living in an hour where people like Sharon will rose with fast forward, and people like that old woman will rewind, you know? And we will all come to that age that we should be in. So the thing about it is this, is that um, maybe I could finally say to the brothers, you know, it was an honor. And let us, maybe Paul was talking about our hour too, when he said this. He said, be instant, in season. That is like when we had church services and it was okay for us to assemble together, be in season when you assemble together. And the instant out of season when you are also in quarantine, let the people hear our voices. Let it be told that there is nothing could stop us from pressing to the mark of our high calling, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it was a pleasure being with you all and if you don't know it um I don't know if I should say this but 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 um. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it. This is what I wanted. To, this is what I wanted to, to tell you all earlier on. All right. It was on the third of March when I returned from a trip that I went to India. Also, I went uh, to Dubai. I came across to New York, and then I came back home on the third of March. When I came back home, all right. Um, they, this, 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 all this other quarantine thing started, and then they closed the borders, etc. So I am, I am like, in the season of those people who came back, you know, who we remember I traveled from India, so it was like three days of traveling, almost, you know. I stayed over in Dubai, I preached in Dubai, when I came back home, you know, the, the coronavirus was already spreading. Good? It was like about one week ago that the Lord showed me, that, um that is before I, I, I begin to have an experience, the Lord showed me that I was out in, a, out in the water, about 10 feet away from the bank, and on the embankment is like a pavement, my son was standing there, and there it was that I was standing in crystal clear water, and when I look out, look out, I'm not bathing or anything, I'm just standing in the water about chest height, and when I look out into the ocean, coming in to meet me was something looking white. I only saw this white thing. My son was about 10 feet away from where I was. And this thing that was coming looking white, it become, you know, from a distance, I realized it's like a dragon-like looking serpent. It's all milky white. And as it keep coming close by, what happened, I realized there was three of them and he is coming in rat. And when he came like about almost five feet away from me, I, I, I literally jumped off the water and went on the bank and he couldn't touch me. And then he rises up in the air and you could see his fangs, his, all his teeth like fangs and it had three of them all white. I was wondering what that was referring to. One day or two days afterwards, I started to feel sick from my head as though there's, there's some something leaking into my nose, leaking into my throat, I start to feel chest pains and things like these, right? The symptoms that relates to the coronavirus, I realized that that thing wanted to attack me. That relates to that. And I jumped off and went on the bank. I went in prayer and I talked to the Lord about it. The believers prayed for me. I never tell them. I, I am telling you all, but I never told them what, what it, it was because they could become afraid. Right now, I'm preaching against fear and talking about faith and speaking about divine intervention. And God did that for me. And I was completely delivered from that. So is, I am three days sitting talking to you all and I'm very healthy.
0: Hmm. Mm. God bless you brother George for such a profound testimony and your take on social and physical distancing amazing third pool has to do with the physical distancing speaking the weight brothers much appreciated I really appreciate you know in the past a lot of times when ministers got together brother brother mentioned something in one message he said it is much easier to sit down around which doctors than to sit around ministers because the moment you sit around ministers, they become competitive, they become argumentative. But I think this was not the case. Everyone came here, appreciated the perspective and tried to engage and understand where the speaker was coming from. At no point in time did I sense any contestation. And for that, I salute you. Uh, my parting shot is in the message, the resurrection of Lazarus. He preached this on the 29th of July, 1951. It was an afternoon service, paragraph 76. The prophet said, Brother, I feel real good about it anyhow. What this church needs today is a good revival, not a new doctrine, a new order, Just a stirring up of what you already know about it. For me, I say, we've got the tapes. I'm saying out to the ministers out there, we've got the tapes. We've preached to our people what they need to understand. We don't need a new doctrine, new order. We just need a stirring up of things that they've listened to from convention to a convention, from a tape to a tape, from a spoken way to a spoken way. And this is not a time to be shaken in any way. We have had our Moses. Who foretold these things? We've got thou, says the Lord. And people that have got thou, says the Lord, should never be shaken in any way. So it's about time that we return back, listen to the tapes, stick to what your pastors have taught you, and to our ministers. Brother Branmas prepared us for a time such as this. And everything that we need is available in these tapes and in the spoken way. Let's encourage the believers to listen to the tapes, but no for no coronavirus formed against the bride shall prosper. Brother Brenham said the last thing that the devil can threaten a believer with, he says, is death. And the beauty about it, Brother Brenham says, when a believer meets death, then there is a God of the resurrection. So we are not shaken in any way. Here's a great testimony from Brother George. I mean, he traveled from India via Dubai. New York, which those are hotspots and he's here, God has delivered him without going to a medical doctor. It tells you that this message, it is the antidote. No believer anyway should be shaken in any way. We know what we've been taught. We know what we've believed and let us go and just have it stirring up. Let's have home based revivals wherever we go. Listen to the tapes, have family altars, we'll never be shaken in any way. And brothers, thank you so much for your time. This platform is in any way to promote a certain ideology. It is not in any way to promote a certain personality. It was just a platform where there could be cross learnings that in this season that we are going on, at least one can tap into somebody's experience. One, One can uplift one another so that as the soldiers of the cross, we carry on leading the church until we get into the rapture the coronavirus for me it is a prelude of the rapture call we are it's our it's about time anytime we may see the change of the atoms of this body and much appreciated and god bless you for those that were posting on youtube i've seen a lot of comments ministers coming through much appreciated it does not mean that if you're not part of this forum you are less of a minister you are still a minister and we appreciate and if time permits we would be very much interested to hear more and more from different ministers around the globe so that because brahman spoke about the unit the invisible union of the bride and i think this is what is taking place and we have defied lucifer he thought we are quarantined but we are using his gadgets to fellowship across the continents. Much, much appreciated. And thank you so much for your time. And salute. To the recording is available on YouTube. And then the MP3 will be sent to you. Believers appreciate these things and they are keeping them going, especially in this trying hour. God bless you richly. Salute.